Rush Nerds Unite. It's the Ludini Rock and Rush Podcast. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. All right, moms and dads, boys and girls, and children of all ages, it is time once again for the Ludini Rock and Rush. No way. Rock and Rush podcast. Not Rock and Roll podcast. Although there would be plenty of Rock and Roll. Sure. This is the Rock and Rush podcast. Where we will uh, each uh, we if we do the series we this is uh, episode seven of the Holy series cow. and um, we just pick a different rush topic mm-hmm. something about rush and we ha- have at it we've uh, yeah. done a, a background and kind of bios on Alex Lifeson mm-hmm. and uh, the professor Neil Neil Neil, Neil yeah. Peart. Uh, we've discussed different albums mm-hmm. things like that and. The person and the band. There's only three of them, <clears throat> unless we do an episode on John Rutsey. Yeah, there's other members that I found out about today. But yes, yeah, really, we could probably we could milk it for a couple more. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? There's a million things you could talk. I, what was what what was I? Um, uh, you know, for instance, there's an entire podcast, yeah, and several podcasts devoted to Planet of the Apes. <laughs> are you serious? I, oh my God! Yeah. That's, there's pod, there's, wow. there's podcasts and YouTube channels that have been going for years on like these really micro topics. Wow, they're just completely That's very specific. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, there are entire YouTube channels devoted to The Shining. Stanley Kubrick. That, well, that I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying, you know what I mean? It. Like, there's like, but yeah, it's just so you know. Crazy. I mean, hey, look, uh, I'm a milker. Ooh. Speaking of milk. Yeah, oh boy. I, we have a new sponsor. Oh boy. You guys want to hear our new sponsor? Here we go. What's cracking, bitch? Champion gymnast Kathy Rigby for Mama's Flapjack Pads. You know, you've never heard a celebrity talk about feminine protection on TV before, but I'm Kathy Rigby and I'm a gross bitch. Let's talk about my period. Ooh. I only bust my cinnamon loads on Mama's Flapjack Pads. They've got everything I need. Tiny absorbent pancake pockets that hold my homemade flapjack juice. Cinnamon fresh. No. That's confidence I can count on. Mama's flapjack pads for super cinnamon loads. Confidence a woman can count on. Uh, I am so- we, okay. we have a very strange. So, hey, you know, I'll take it where I can get it. Yeah. Sponsored by flapjack pads, and uh, they're wow. super absorbent. So, ladies, uh, get yourself set up there. Yikes. Um, com. Go check it out. Uh, you can find out about all our sponsors there, including Mama's Flapjack Juice. No. Oh, wow. goodness gracious. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. is That's where we find out about live streams like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We are back to doing the podcast live. If you want to be live, you've got to join. Uh, you need to join our private Facebook group where I post uh, where it's going to be each yeah. week. There, uh, once we do the live, that's it. It's erased. It disappears it doesn't forever. You can't go back it's and rewatch it. one-time thing. Um, the audio. It had to be there. The podcast, though, is recorded. And uh, so you hear the actual podcast, but the live part of it, you don't get. You have to come to uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com and down, yep. don't download. Don't download. Go, uh, you want to go to our, give you access to our private Facebook group. So yes. you find out about that. <clears throat> it's called Lou, Lomb- Lou Lombardi's Inner Circle. Um, if, if that wasn't completely confusing enough, Ooh. go to RockRageRadio.com and download the free app so you can hear great music programming 24-7. And, of course, uh, check out Wolf's Customs online for great 
uh, custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Um, Mr. Pittsburgh. Hey. Mr. Pittsburgh hey. is in, in the house. I am in the house. Hello, everyone. He's in the, ho- in the house. Yeah. What? So let's go ahead. We are uh, getting into the, we're going to do the sort of background biography of Mr. Getty Lee. Sure. And um, give you some little known facts that you, you know, some, I found out some very interesting things today, actually myself about, oh. um, about Getty Lee okay. as well. So, um, and we're going to go through his greatest bass riffs yeah. and do a little back and forth on that. So okay. it's going to be a fun show. All right. So we have Mr. Pittsburgh so, and Mr. Pittsburgh has some, he's going to kind of so give Luke, the, the bio here. Before we get started on Getty Lee, I, I got a name for you. The name is Gary Weinrib. Do you know who Gary Weinrib is? Yeah, Gary Weinrib. He was a herring merchant from Long Island. I knew him. I knew him years ago. He had a nice family. Exactly. <laughs> well, let me give you his full name there. Maybe we'll start to clear this mystery up. Full name is Gary Lee Weinrib. So, our hero for today was born July 29th, 1953. It's Gary Lee Weinrib. Now, Lou. Yes. You're probably saying, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Pittsburgh Walken. Why did they call him Getty? Pittsburgh well, Walken. <laughs> that's great, Pittsburgh folks. And Walken. that's just how fast characters are developed here, right, Honky? Honky, Spe- special, special, K. special K, special K, Honky the Clown, <laughs> Pittsburgh Walken. Pittsburgh I Walken. I know what you're saying. You're saying. How could this little kid there? Thank you, Bones. <laughs> He's a little sleepy. Um, so, how do we get from Gary to Getty? Well, uh, his parents actually uh, um, immigrated from, uh, well, basically uh, Germany. And we'll explain that in a minute. Oh, very good. Yeah. What? That was an Irish German accent. <laughs> it sounded like, very good, Lou. Very good. Uh, but anyway, so they, uh, his mom had a very heavy European accent, and she couldn't say Gary. And when, it, when she'd call him, <laughs> there was magic in the air, yes. When she'd call him, she'd go, Getty, Getty, Getty. <laughs> and she would pop a cork. And, um, so, <laughs> Wait a minute. Why, well, uh, I have a question about this. Sure, go I ahead. Read this. Go ahead. Why would she name her son Thank you. something that she can't I pronounce? was going to come to that question. What the hell's that with people? What's wrong with people? <laughs> Look, if you have trouble saying ours, don't name your kid Larry. Laddie. Laddie. Letty. 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 Letty Lee. Oh, man. But anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, Gary uh, became Getty when his friends heard his mom calling him. And they thought it was so cute that they just continue to call him Getty. So Getty Lee, uh, born on July 29th, 1953. So let's see what else I have here. So there's a lot of cool things about Getty that I discovered today. Lou, you know that uh, you know that Getty was in a band called Rush, yes? Yes, a little band called Rush. Uh, did you know that that band fired Getty? Well, you know, these things happen. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, they actually fired him. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not the one I wanted. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just give you the rundown real quick. Yeah, so they were starting to gain in popularity. And uh, one, there was a, they actually had a keyboard player. 
let's see. Lindy Young was his name. Lindy, by the way, uh, went on to be Giddy Lee's brother-in-law. So what do you think of that? Aww. Ain't that that some shit? Anyway, so there was uh, Lindy Young was playing keyboards for the band, and he... uh, he uh, saw Getty and he goes, hey man, uh, band practice this week is canceled. We're breaking up. And Getty's like, oh, oh, that, that's, that really sucks. Uh, what Lee was kind of so- trying to soften for Getty was the band took a vote and voted Getty Lee out of Rush. All right. Well, is there a reason why? <clears throat> um, no. Oh. There has never been a satisfactory... <laughs> Uh, re, you know, reason ever given to Getty, okay? So uh, the the new Rush didn't break up. They just basically broke Getty up. And uh, so they yeah, were no, on... I, I was in a band that did that. Yeah? You know, you know say, okay, tell every, tell, just tell George that we're breaking if you see him, that the band broke up. Yeah. And then they re, then next week we'll reform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just wanted to invite George back. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old trick. Oh, yeah. yeah it's that's an old one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the new uh, new rush formed, and according to Getty, they sucked, <laughs> which he was very happy about. And then <laughs> maybe uh, just a few months later, John Rutsey, the drummer from Rush, called Getty. He's like, "Hey, uh, man, do you want to come back to the want to come back to the group?" And Getty's like, well, "Yeah, I do. You know, Alex is my friend, and you know, I enjoy playing with you guys." So he went back. Um, years later, um, actually, for his <laughs> new book. Don't laugh. This is serious. I'm I'm sorry. Very serious. Um, For his new book, um, Getty talks about uh, confronting Alex about why Alex kicked him out of the band. (laughs) How old were they? Like 14? Yeah, yeah, no, they were a little bit. Maybe uh, probably 17, 18 Okay, this point. Come on. At this age, don't um, concern about this. But uh, in true uh, bandmate fashion, (laughs) he threw John Rutsey under the bus. John Rutsey, of course, has passed away, but... He goes, well, I, you know, he he kind of wanted, and I, I just didn't want to cause any waves. Wow! But, but yeah, Getty Lee got fired from Rush at one point. Oh well, that's oh ain't God. that some ain't that some caca? That's crazy. Okay, so so tell me a little bit more. Well, who is this Getty Lee guy? Do we have any other background information? Yes, we do, and I'm glad you asked. So I'm, listen, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. Listen to this. Okay, I'm listening. This is crazy talk. Are you crazy? You are crazy talk. That cray. Crazy. You totally cray. It's a total miracle. Why are you so cray, Mr. Pittsburgh? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, now I remember. Um, it's a miracle Getty is here at all. And it has to do with, oh, that wacky German, Mr. Hitler. Um, because his mother, you all right? <laughs> should wait for you to... F- <laughs> I should wait for you to swallow Dude, your Dude, I'm getting a whole new, like, we. I watch these crazy, like, parody videos on TikTok. Yes. So now I'm hitting, seeing, like, that wacky German ate all. Exactly. <laughs> you see, Gary, I'm going to come, for the early part, before his mother can say his name. So Getty, his parents were, his dad was Morris Weinrib, uh, and his mother was Mary Weinrib. Now, how did these two wacky kids meet? Um, They were both born in Warsaw and later grew up uh, in other parts of uh, uh, Poland there. But this was during World War II. And um, Morris and Mary were kind of rounded up. And they were sent to, unfortunately, the... um, um, Oh, the ghetto in uh, Starachowicz. 
Um, from there, listen to this, Lou. From there, his parents go to Auschwitz. Oh, Jesus. Dokau. Oh, my God. And Bergen-Belsen. They, they oh were in all three, God. and they made it it's through. Like a, it, it's a, it's, wow, that is a one in a million. Yeah. He's around. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's exactly. Terrible. So, yeah. That's his... terrible, Mr. Pittsburgh. Let's get off of the, let's get off of the Well, let's terrible. get on to happier things, because, because after really, the war. Bring in a whole podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just saying he I comes know, from I know, I know. Right. You're right. I mean, I didn't realize it was Eli. He he dodged those, like, all yeah, three bullets. all three of those Those camps. are, like, the worst Holy of the fucking worst. Holy. Yes. But uh, thankfully, after the war, they survive. After the war, they uh, immigrate to Canada, and they form one-third of the greatest band ever known the to me. The greatest band in the universe! <laughs> oh, oh, sweet rush. What other, what other fun stuff do we have about uh, Ged? <clears throat> uh, Geddy, so, Geddy Lee has hobbies. He's got some hobbies there. Um, and the funny thing is, like, he, he admittedly said he was never, like, a big gear guy. So you always see him with the same kind of, maybe the Rickenbacker or the, uh, the, the he had that P-Bass cut into a teardrop or something like that. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, something changed. He could really care less. As long as he had a bass to play, he didn't care. And then something changed, and he's like, somebody asked him about the um, origins of, like, his bass or something like that, and he kind of got into the history of basses. Now he has a huge collection of bass guitars, which is cool. I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were going to say something. I was just going to ask you, maybe you could give, since you're a bass player, yes. maybe you could give the kids at home a little, like, Reader's Digest Cliff's Notes yes. on what the bass guitar kind of is. So the bass guitar is uh, uh, it's uh, tuned to like a, the the lower octaves. So it kind of gives what we would call the bottom to the song. And usually the bass player and the um, drummer work in tandem to create uh, kind of the rhythm section and let the fancy pants lead guitarist go off and do his thing. But uh, bass guitar consists of four strings, uh, E, A, D and G. Traditionally. Traditionally. They they have up oh they have hundreds hundreds of strings, Lou. It's yeah. yeah. But I mean you do see guys playing five string, that's five very string, yeah, and yeah. occasionally six, six string. Those yeah. are like the main yeah. ones, but yeah. But, uh, yeah. but primarily four string. So and was Getty, did Getty play five string ever? No. Never he was a four him. string guy. He was a four string guy. Yeah. He could do all that magic on four strings. Yeah. I mean I um yeah. I, there's something cool about having that low B. Uh-huh. You know, there's I get that. Oh, yeah, 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 I get yeah. that. And there's a lot of great songs that you know you the songs we grew up listening to that have that low beat, like uh, "Sledgehammer" by Peter Gabriel. It all yeah. works all around that low B on the bass guitar. Uh, but yeah, Getty four strings. Yep, four exactly. strings. You got it. what else, buddy? So uh, not only does he collect bass guitars, he is really into baseball, which I found interesting because he's Canadian. You'd think he'd Put be into hockey. In yeah. You'd think it there, but apparently not. That's okay. Ah. Um, but he also collects a lot of uh, baseball memorabilia. Um, baseballs, baseball cars, baseball mitts. Uh, big Blue Jays fan, so that's cool. Uh, and recently, he actually auctioned, auctioned off... What Sorry. the... Sorry, continue. You ruined my whole speech. No, he did but uh, he uh, auctioned off some of his baseball memorabilia. Uh, let's see here. For like a charity? or for, uh, Yeah, that's what I was trying to find, a charity. Okay, let's see here. Mm-hmm. His whole reasoning was, you know, I've enjoyed this stuff and 
Uh, you know, let somebody else enjoy it. So that's why he decided to auction off. But I am trying to look for what charity. Huh. Well, ain't that just what? What else you got? This is a uh, this is audio. I know, I know. I was trying to find <laughs> out the. Uh... Oh, well, uh, I couldn't, couldn't find it, folks. I don't know what charity he was auctioning his stuff off for. But uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's one of some of the fun things there about the Giddy Lee there. When did he start getting? When did he start playing? When he was twenty-eight years old. Not he true. was not twenty-eight years old. He was playing since he was a kid, right? Oh, that's what happened. So his dad passed away when Getty was 12. And uh, being of the Jewish faith, they uh, had to observe some uh, um, kind of rigorous things. They had to be in mourning for like, I believe, 11 months or something like that. Oh, my that. goodness. So his mom, because he's, he's just a young kid. He's 12 years old. So his mom felt kind of bad that he had to go through all of this. And kind of as a little reward, she goes, what would you like, Getty? What would you like? And he goes, well... Um, I'd like a guitar. So she ended up getting him a guitar. And, uh... Da, 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 da. Oh, that's what I was looking for. But anyway... <clears throat> so that's how he kind of got his first musical instrument. Is kind of out of sadness. Uh, sadly, his mom passed away. Uh, she was a sweetie pie. She'd, like, go to his shows and stuff like that. Um, so his mom, Mary, unfortunately passed away July 2nd, 2021. Uh, here's a, here's a, here's a fun fact for us Cannonsburgians. Uh, guess, uh, guess who, uh, Gary Lee's mom loved music wise. Bobby Vinton. <sighs> it was, it was a 50, 50 crapshoot. No, it was Perry Como. Perry Homo. Hey, hey, his streets right down the road there, man. Come on now. But anyway. Do you know? I would love to hear this. That Getty Lee's mom, yeah, and Dave Grohl's mom, yes, were good friends. I I did. I've seen them together at like shows and things like yeah. that. Yeah, they became That's they became cool. friends. They became friends. Yeah, yeah. Sally, his mom was ninety five. God bless. That's her. a good run, especially going through what she went through. That's awesome. I had the good runs this today. Ooh, it was pretty good. Oh really? Yes. Did you? If you were out in the road, did you stop a little tall car called Uranus? <laughs> oh my God! Getty Lee is five feet ten inches tall. Well, he's tall. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. Give me, I'd, I'd love to. I'm gonna have to find out the origin. So of they, their they names, gave their themselves. They gave each other nicknames yeah. in the group. Uh, Alex is. I, did we mention this? His nickname was Lurched. We may have in the past, but yeah, he's Wait, lurched. Uh, lurched. And what was Neil's name? What did they call Neil? The new guy. They always refer to him as the new guy, but what was his? They had a name for him. They all give each other like. Was it? I don't. I don't remember. Is that I, th- I think it was Leroy Honky Face. I don't think it was that. <laughs> uh, but G- Getty's nickname was Dirk. Is Dirk? Was Dirk? Pratt. Pratt was uh, Neil's. Pratt. Yes, I knew it would pop in there. Gee, kids, when you get older, your your brain's like Swiss cheese. Sometimes you get the cheese, sometimes you get the whole. He was conferred, conf- I, I guess that's the word they're saying uh-huh, here, uh-huh. in the 2010 um, edition of Classic Rock Magazine as a living legend. Well, duh. 
and they were him him and his band were Rush were inducted into Rock and Roll yes. Hall of Fame in 2013 yes. with a very bizarre thing that Alex did for 10 minutes yeah it was a little weird I think three people on stage kind of got it and it was Rush I, nobody I, else I, was like, I got he what he was doing but like it would have been okay for like a couple seconds right but he did it but for like five minutes speech. straight yeah, yeah 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 it was like you know Blah, 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 Did you mention that he's a wine and cheese taster in France? I did not know that. See, I'm even learning something here. By the way, the answer is front to back. In 2004, <laughs> Getty Lee ranked as the 96th greatest Canadian who ever lived. 90, wow. 96th? Out of all Canadians that ever lived. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. Wow. Uh, he actually has six fingers on his right hand. No, no that's not that true. That is incorrect. That's, Internet. That's that can't be right. Internet. He said he never met Chris Squire. Really? I may have heard that. Wow. He hung out with everybody. Hung out. They were on tour with everybody. Yeah. They hung yeah. out with Kiss too. Yeah. Since yeah. they hung out with Dead Nugent. Duh. He enjoys Amish rake fighting. This sounds like who a, uh, doesn't? This I think this is I who think, doesn't. I think somebody took this off of his dating profile. On um, <laughs> he on, likes long walks on the beach. His actual last name. Oh my god. Leger Dolenborst. No. no. Is translated as he has the best. Borscht in the valley, but they kept the spelling, Who so he shortened it to that? Borscht. You His last name is not Borscht. said that? You can't write that. <laughs> it was a two-word review, a shit sandwich. <laughs> you can't say that. No, no, no. Where does it say that? It's crazy. It's a major award. <laughs> let's see what audacity.com All right, has to say here. real quick. All links are in the show notes, so if you guys wanted yep. to, you know, peruse and enjoy yourselves a little bit more, um, uh, we did the wine rib thing. Mm, delicious. Uh, just saved by, uh, from the uh, terrible situation yes, in World yes. War Two. Plop, he's a published author. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, big beautiful book of bass. That's, I love that book. That's my um, Bible. Features four hundred and eight pages detailing two hundred fifty mm-hmm. vintage and rare versions of yeah. the instrument. He's just released a new book, My Effing Life. Yeah, have not read that. I've read excerpts from it. Yes. Right, the Dave Grohl and uh, <clears throat> Mother and Ligeti's Lee. Yep, they met at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they hung out on the R40 tour. That's great. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. My son's going on tour. Want to come with me? <laughs> Is his mother hey. going to be there? <laughs> Hey, Ma- hey, hey, Getty, can I bring can I bring Dave's mom, too? <laughs> oh, sure, Mom. Sure. Okay, How could you say no to your you. mom? She was so sweet. So let's discuss. Let's get into this. This is the oh, thing yeah. I wanted to do, really. Yeah, was, the bass, bass I want to talk about some of Mr. Lee's um, greatest riffs on the bass. And yeah. why is it so slow? Why is your I'm computer making, slow? I'm making why is your computer bass. slow? Uh, I'm making too many demands on it. Yeah, it happens. Okay, so um, let's here we go. So let's check this out. This is fun. What you're doing? Yep. (laughs) 
what um do you know what album this is on uh that's on their uh debut album yeah yeah this is yep. on what what you're doing this is yep. from their uh debut album and from 1974 that's just a real straight up uh-huh, yeah. thing that like maybe geezer butler would play mm-hmm. or something you know it's got the straight up heavy rock blues based pattern Oh, that's a different. <laughs> they had to do that. Yeah, yeah, we can't believe it's just like that. Yeah. Anthem is one of yeah. my favorite Rush songs. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's a lot. One of it's a lot of people's uh, one of their favorite songs. <laughs> This is from the 1975 album, um, Fly By Night. We did a um, retrospective on Fly By Night. Yeah, that was pretty and, good. And um, just was one of those records that it d- disappointed the record label, but um, I don't understand why, because I think Fly By Night is a kind of a very pop sounding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hit, very much so. You know, kind of song. I'm like, I don't know if they just, I don't know, they just freaked out when they did all that. You know, Cygnus X1 and yeah. all that. You know, bye, bye, bye Torrance Snow. Here we go. We're going to talk about Caress. This is on Caress. This is Bastille Day from Caress of Steel. Um, we should um, do a um, show where we get into Caress of Steel because it's a kind of like redheaded stepchild right. of Rush, of the <laughs> yeah. Rush catalog. You know what I mean? It's, you know, they haven't, this was in that period where they were really like, uh, you know, everybody was like, "Where? What are these guys doing?" And even the tour didn't do real well. This was the tour where they toured with Ted Nugent. Okay, it wasn't because right. It's right, not yeah. the tour didn't well because of Ted Nugent. It was like, but this was like they were still finding themselves, and then they they started they changed things around right after this record. <laughs> Okay, um, grand finale from 2112. This mm-hmm. is the follow-up. So if you, what's interesting about Crest of Steel is like it's a really kind of rough, you know, in-your-face kind of record. And then they come out with 2112, which is really mm-hmm. very yeah. sophisticated. And, um, you know, this is the record that really put them on the charts. I mean... I mean, well, you know what I mean. Get, like it was the one. It was the one that they like. You know, really kind of like it sold very, very, very yeah, well. Yeah. And after this, they were really able to do whatever they wanted. But this is grand finality. This is twenty one twelve part seven. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great riff, and yes. um, this is a song called Xanadu, not to be confused by the Xanadu with uh, Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. But this is from the album, the follow-up to 2112, A Farewell to Kings. <clears throat>
And this is the long section of the song where this is just what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a bass solo, but it's more like just a bass riff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a- Alex is just playing chords until we get to this. Da, 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 da. There we hear Alex is playing the chords. And then he plays a riff with him here. They're coming out of it. <laughs> Cygnus X1, book one. Uh, from uh, Also from A Farewell to Kings. It's a kick-ass riff. So now we're on to Hemispheres. La Via Strangiata. (laughs) (laughs) So here Alex goes up an octave and it really lets the guitar Mm -hmm. and the bass be sound very, you know, they're doing the same thing, but you can really hear each one. Okay. And that's really neat. That's like a sort uh-huh. of just breakdown. Okay, we're going to stop <clears throat> for measure and you just do your most sickest shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here, here, um, Neil does it. Yes. Okay, so so now we are into 1980s permanent waves. Natural science. song at all this is of course tom is sawyer song, from is it rush <laughs> from moving pictures from 1981 and so this is the riff that he's playing over alex's guitar song Some of the sickest shit that was ever done. Ah, Red Red Barchetta. Again, from Moving Pictures in 
from a uh, poem or short story, right? Yes. And that yes. that Neil m- turned Pretty into a yeah. song. Course. This. This, of course, YYZ for Moving Pictures again, 1981. A lot of moving pictures on this list. <laughs> That's insane. Um, when I saw them, I was I was right in front of Alex Lifeson all night. Uh huh. And on that part of YYZ where he does that, he plays yep, the little thing. Yep. He came right up and stood right in, stood right next to Alex, right in front of me, and like played it right in my face. Oh, cool! The harmonics. Okay, Signals was the follow up to um, Moving Pictures. Moving Pictures. Yeah. And this is called Digital Man. So we're moving forward in time. And he finds a very beautiful melody uh-huh. to sing over right. top of it. Yes. It's that always floors me. <laughs> as much as I love their playing and everything, I think they're great songwriters. Really reminds me of Rocco from Tower of Power. A song called Marathon, 1985, Power Windows again. Yeah, he's singing over that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, friend, this is where uh, hold your fire now. Force 10. Yeah. I'm not gonna play this is fucking 
he's playing those, um, he's playing power chords, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's a very, kind of a very much a... Oh, one of the sickest Rush riffs. Uh, I got to start uh-huh. that over. But uh, the thing that he was doing there is really something that like a... Like a guitar. Like a you guitar would play on guitar, like exactly. Like a yeah, chugga. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of thing. It wasn't, wasn't exact thing, but you know, it sort of had that sort mm-hmm, of like, mm-hmm. if you would have turned that into a guitar riff, yeah, there would have been like some sort you got, of... Yeah, you got your basic chord in there. Okay, this is... Um, we got, you got to hear this... This is one of the greatest um, here it comes. This is one of the greatest bass lines in the history of bass lines, I think. so funky That's, and like i love how where how alex finds all those little spaces to like put some yep. really cool guitar stuff in it's amazing yeah okay we're up to 1991's roll the bones this is where's my thing <laughs> i can't find my thing where did it go I put it here somewhere. <laughs> now here's Leave That Thing Alone from Counterparts. We did a uh, uh, whole podcast on Counterparts a um, month or two ago. Yeah, yeah. So you have... I want... That... I don't know what key he's doing in it, but but Alex is giving like a. Oh yeah, yeah. You know he's not. I don't. I don't have the key, but he's doing that kind of like thing on like a minor seventh or something like that. And it's just, and this is giving him. This is so he's laying that down. Right. It's just kind of like the bass and the lead guitar switching. Switch, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. <clears throat> Now he done, done. He's playing um, he, um instead of power chords he's playing thirds uh-huh. which is again is a very guitar thing to do. Yeah. This is um driven from Test for Echo from 1996. <laughs> this is a very cool yeah album cover too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we are into rush of the 21st century. Yes. This is Vapor Trails Ghost Rider, which is uh, the title of one of Neil's books, right? Yes. Almost like a Lindsey Buckingham yeah. kind of guitar uh-huh. thing, all about on the bass. 
Ah, uh, malignant narcissism. Yes, you know, yes. you know, it happens. It happens. From Snakes and Arrows from um, 2007. Uh, oh, 2007. And this was the tour that I saw, Snakes yeah. and Arrows. That's great. Okay, this is from Clockwork Angels. I believe this is their is this their last record? 2012, yeah, I believe it is. Headlong Flight. We'll know in a minute. <laughs> we'll tell you guys how you can um, listen to this yourselves. We didn't. We didn't create this. <laughs> So um, that, yeah, that is was their last album. The top twenty-three Rush. Uh, those are twenty-three riffs, by the way. Uh, uh, Rush bass riffs featuring uh, Tim Starace. Um, you and I put a link to it in. Um, That's very cool. You know, in, it's, in it's one notes. thing to listen to that music, or maybe you see a brief shot of it in a concert film or something, but to watch these guys with the camera right up on the neck and their playing fingers, you realize, number one, like, wow, those guys are really good to be able to do that. But then you think, you know what? You have to be really, really good to have thought up that. To, to invent it. that, yeah. To invent it. it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Getty Lee invented that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most, you know, he's known, uh, Getty is known, um, in my mind, I always, when I think of Getty Lee, although this is not true, um, but I always think of that, the Rickenbacker bass. Oh, yeah. But his other bass, his signature, he's a, he's a Fender signature. Is that a right. precision? No, it's a jazz bass. Pers- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a Fender jazz. And uh, I was surprised to learn a couple of years back that that's the bass he used to do most of moving pictures. So that was the bass, that, that P bass. That is played you on. Mean jazz, is it a jazz, jazz bass? I'm sorry, okay, jazz bass. Uh, that was played on Tom Sawyer. Because every time I hear the song in my head, he's playing a Ricky. But nope, no, no. You can own uh, what Fender makes us as a signature. Yeah. Um, the jazz bass. Yeah. Yeah. The jazz. The, the, well, yeah. The Getty Lee jazz bass. And um, it was funny because um, only two thousand dollars. Oh, twenty two hundred. A buddy yeah. of mine. Um, was like he was like oh my god I'm so excited my wife bought me surprised me with the uh, Getty Lee yes. Fender bass yes. and um, I was like um, cool and in my mind I'm thinking Rickenbacker 
Yeah, I did not yeah. know. And then all of a sudden, there's a when he, I went, went over to hang out with him. He, he was like, "Oh, dude, I'll bring it to a practice." He was, a, he was a, this guy was a multi, very talented friend of mine, um, yeah. Gary Matassa. Getty, um, Getty Matassa, Getty Matassa. <laughs> but he's, you know, he brought it over or brought it to a gig or or something, yeah. and I was like, "Oh." Oh, oh, that's the that, that other bass. bass. Okay, yeah, the yeah. other bass um, that he um, played. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, Gary had a sunburst one. I had a black one. I did black Eddie Lee bass. And it was nice. It had the badass bridge on it. Set up really nice. Sorry, I had to get rid of it. Well, did, maybe someday. Did I you, actually had what okay. that black one there. I had that on order. And I was going to get that. That was the American-made jazz bass, Getty Lee jazz this bass. This one. Yeah. And it kept getting pushed back. And so it was with Sweetwater, and they're really cool. Oh, they're dude, like, you it can buy it on freaking Amazon. Of course you can. That doesn't look right. Doesn't he have the black fret markers? That's his newer one. Oh, okay. The one with the black fret markers is modeled after his 72. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one that's, that's the in one. my mind. That and the Ricky yep. are the ones that yep. are like stuck in my head. Like, exactly. yeah, right there with the with the black inlays. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 Um, but he could coax so much. Out, out of he, those guitars? Out of, yeah. yeah. Out, of, out yeah. of the bass guitar. Like, I mean, he wow. really, he had a definite sound. Um very very distinctive you know there were comparisons you know always to him with with chris squire Mm -hmm. um both are singing bass players um chris's tone though is completely different yeah and he played a rick and he played played, yeah yeah, he played a rick also but his sound's completely different you know it's Mm -hmm. really um i mean that's a um thing with guitar players bass drummers like you know you want your sound that's your voice, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and, 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 and part of it is a function. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is a function of the music. Like what does the song require? But then, you know, definitely your personality has to play. It has plays to kind of come that. through. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's going to have its own thing. Um, I was listening to um, Lee. Um, Written hour. Lee Rittner, no. Lee... Press on nails. No, come on, come on. And Lee Anderton. <laughs> I was going to keep going. Lee I was already Ander- building up in that arsenal of Lees. Lee Anderton um, interviewing Dan from uh, that pedal show. Uh-huh. And they were <clears throat> talking about, okay, like, can the audience hear the difference? Right. Between like what guitar you're playing and what kind of rig you're using or pedals or mm-hmm, whatever you mm-hmm. know, and um and I and I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like I saw we, um, the Black Crows. Now I saw him twice within like a year and a half, and both times Rich Robinson he played literally played a different guitar in every song. Yeah, literally oh played a different guitar this in every one, song. This sounds different. And and um, I think that that is part of his shtick. Uh-huh. I think that yeah. like part of his shtick is Gary, Gary Matas of all people. He mm-hmm. told me the same thing. He saw the black Rose years ago. Yeah. And after rich did, he played a different song, different guitar in every song. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, it, it, and he goes, and they all sounded the same. Yeah. It isn't about, it isn't about the, um, guitar sounding the same, the, the, you know, one fuzz pedal sounding the same as another mm-hmm. one amp. It isn't about that. What it's about is this. When you're the more satisfied you feel with the sound. Oh, exactly. And the feel of the guitar and the more satisfied you are in that moment, 
you're going to bring the, you're going to bring a sense of, you're going to bring more of a sense of excitement and groove and everything mm-hmm. to what you're doing and the audience definitely hears that yes they absolutely hear yes. that um that is why you know guys like Eddie Lee and everything are swapping out their gear and you're trying you know Alex Lifeson oh my god like right he was <laughs> yeah, another one like a lot of different not so much let me a, try this yeah try he that. tried he played a lot of different yeah. guitars over the course of his career and he played a lot of different type of gear Eddie Lee too has you know gotten very experimental um, with everything that that he, uh, he he does but that has a, that again has to do with you know how what does this evoke from me as mm-hmm. I play this exactly. You know, if I hear it this way and it's coming, you know, then that brings something that allows me to communicate the song better. Um, it, no. Can John Q. Public hear the difference if I'm on stage and I'm playing a Telegun one song and a Les Paul on the other? M- most people aren't going to be able to tell no, the difference. No, no. You know, it's 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 just more about how it makes me feel as I'm as I'm playing. Exactly. Uh, so that is why a guy might go. Yeah, you know it's now Mr. Pittsburgh and I are musicians, uh-huh. and some of you I know Mark is a musician, Chris Thunderwolf is a musician, yes. and um, you guys probably when you listen, you probably do hear the difference between a yeah, Fender exactly. uh, jazz bass and a and a Rickenbacker. Right, you You're guys like, probably uh, you, you guys are keyed in yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, but the, the John Q. Pu- no. Public, they they, they, don't they, they don't they don't they, they don't know don't the difference. Know. You know what I mean? Um, so um. What is your Mr. Pittsburgh? What is your favorite Getty Lee riff? Riff. I always liked uh, at the end of uh, New World Man, mainly because I learned it. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I even learned if you go to the the, the live part, he plays a little more uh, in the outro, and I even learned that on bass. But it's such a cool riff. But as we were listening to like. It's so funny because usually I'm like, oh, Getty Lee like never repeats himself. But we listened to Xanadu just a few moments ago, and that Xanadu riff is very similar to the New World Man riff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But that's my favorite riff is because it's one I learned. So. There is. Um. um I heard it described. Yes. That like there's. And if every musician has every guitar player and bass player, I'm sure this is the same thing, uh-huh. has these areas on the neck that just feel really good right. on your right. hand. So you tend to, so you can't, so that can happen. Uh huh. Um, that can happen. I wanted to hear something for just a half a second. Because, okay, but just a half a second this time. Remember uh, what happened last uh, time. So. This is from 1976 at the Capitol Theater. Sure. I mean, at this point, there's still just the rock and roll band. It's just the three. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing. I don't. Is there? You've seen the keyboards, do you? No. I want, this is what I want to hear. This is what I was trying to get to uh-huh. is 
we're talking about him as a bass player, but he's also an amazing singer. Right. And this is one of my favorite vocal performances. Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, is, Anthem? Is, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. People are looking for the music around. Hold your head above the crowd, but when I bring you down. <laughs> he has that great, like rock and roll kind of thing going yep, on. You know? yep. He he changed his voice later on in his life. He, yeah, yeah. You, you know, he, everything he sang, you know, he was, but that he had that he had that moment dude, mm-hmm. where he was like belting out some serious rock and roll. This is amazing. Wow! At first, he's a yeah. little under pitch, yeah. and he works up, and he gets the pitch, and he goes, <clears throat> he goes, he goes high. Yeah. I mean, that's insane! Oh, it's freaking insane! <laughs> wow! Wow! Gary! Oh, Gary! 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 Crazy! crazy. Yeah, that's some um, that's cool. serious singing. Um, there's links in the show notes to all these fun Rush facts. Little. This website here, uh, needsomefun.net, Getty Lee fa- fun, Fan Facts, those are fan facts. Yeah, they're because, not, yeah, they they're not true. No, yeah, he really yeah. doesn't. Yeah, his last, <laughs> his last name isn't Borscht because no. his family made the greatest Borscht in the Valley. That's hilarious, by the way. That is good. <laughs> but I wish that was true. I know. They were borscht farmers. <laughs> <laughs> borscht farmers. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, we have any, before I move on. Nah. Uh, Chris Underwolf Dotson says he loves big money. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody seems, all the guys all seem to enjoy the rush, yes. uh, the Getty Lee riffs. So, yes. thank, I'm glad you guys uh, enjoyed yeah, it. Stop so, by, uh, yeah. we're going to spend a little bit of time on a couple <clears throat> other things here because sure. I want to talk about, um, there's always stuff to talk about, so I don't want to go a whole week without talking about yes. stuff. You know, so um, Mr. Pittsburgh, you, yes. you, me, you, you sucker, you crazy sucker. I am a sucker. You watched a movie that, like, I need to re-see. Yeah. What, what did yeah. you watch? I've got these. I got this list of like movies that are hard to find or nearly impossible to find, and uh, <clears throat> this one I've been wanting for a while. Yeah, because I've looked everywhere in the you know used DVD bins and stores and stuff, could not find it. So this, I, I uh, the other night I texted you, uh, what was it maybe last night? I don't know. 1972's Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. I remember this. That's uh, Peter Fonda. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I remember this like when I was a kid, obviously because it's 72 and well, you know, I'm old. But um, yeah, that was um. Not to be confused with like just dirty, dirty Harry. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the the other reason I wanted to get it is, uh, do you remember Susan George? Susan St. George? No, no, Susan George. It's just Susan George. No. She was the girl in that movie. Okay. She was smoking. She was like nineteen seventies smoking. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of thin. Seventies bitches were and, wild. Yeah, they, they were. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I forgot how it ended. I'm not going to spoil it at all. Don't, but I don't forgot spoil how it ended. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> I, I watch I I watched this wow. a few years ago, uh-huh. but I have to re-see it. Mm-hmm. 
Let's take a quickie. Uh, let's get it. We'll throw it into uh, the old IMDb yes, yes. thing here. Down on their luck, racers Larry uh, and Deke steal from a supermarket manager to buy a car that will help them advance their racing chances. Their escape does not go as planned. Um, when Larry's one night stand, Mary tags along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one night yeah. stand ends up coming along. Next thing you know, all kind of hell breaks loose. Um, Adam Rourke, Peter Fonda. Kenneth Toby, Susan George. I was going to say, who, where is he? Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's any, like, uh, directed by John Ho. I don't know. What else did John John Ho? Ho! What else did John Ho make? Let's go find out, shall we? Talented, versatile director. Had a long and, uh, oh, he did some uh, hammer uh, horror things. Horror? Hammer horror? Horror things. What did he do as a director? No, just regular old director. He's known for the Avengers. Well, there's director 29X. See, bring your there. No, go back. Where am, I going? Where am I going, brother? Help me out. I can't see these. under credits. There you go. I, I just want to see the directors. Oh. See, they're giving me too many oh, things. A second se- assistant the... unit, a, assistant second your unit director. I'm all tongue tied. We don't know how to work. There. Anyway, Where's so, my AOL? Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! Look at my so, face. I'm just kind of try perusing this yes, to see what other see, movies yeah. I might know of his. But he he is a uh, um, directed some episodes of Wonderful World of Disney as well. Oh, so he's done a lot of different things. All right, then. this was um, fun. So, um, but yeah, if you're a car guy, uh, this is a good one. It's got a couple of cool chases in it and uh, some action scenes there, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. So, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what else I have on my list to get. But I um, I bought um, uh, the uh, documentary Rock and Roll Machine about the oh, band yes. Triumph Rock and Roll Machine. I have not watched it yet. Is it a documentary? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like concert footage. No, it's a documentary. Oh, well, when you decide to watch it, give me a call. No, no, Stumble no, over yeah, here. Yeah, that's a, that would be it's fun. a doc. You doc, doc, oh. doc. Right. Uh, it had a theatrical release. It, it did. I vaguely remember. Yeah, that. yeah. it did. It's very briefly limited, yeah, exactly. you know. Um, but they did. They it did. I believe it had. A, yeah, I'm pretty sure it had a thea- very cool. theatrical release. Um, speaking of that, I didn't really see much good shit. Um, Not the good I'm shit. I'm like uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel with some of these. It was. A, I turned three or four off in a row. They were like, wow. no, I'm not. This sucks. Yeah, you know, smell of vision. In the old days, you would have gone down to um, the video store and rented these, and they would have sucked, and then you'd have been like, you know, oh. you always had to rent three. Yeah. But um, usually, yes. there were some com- there were some things you'd stay away from. Yes. One of them was Vidmark, which we call, we used to call Skidmark. <laughs> um, but not, most of those movies were just terrible. Junk. Just, yeah. Vestron. Uh-huh. Was, was another yeah, one like you saw strong. Vestron? You're like, oh no! no I don't think I want to watch. You that. know, you know, it was a usually a very you know, really cheesy, bad Indeed. shit. Every once in a while, they would, they'd be you'd get one that wouldn't be too too bad, but ninety yeah. percent of the time they were terrible. So I ran into a lot of shit like that. You know, like when was this movie made? Twenty nineteen. Why does it look like it was the Sci Fi <laughs> Channel nineteen ninety three? You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, strange. 
Uh, but I wanted to uh, mention, I did see one mm-hmm. that was half decent. Yes. Pretty, it was okay. I actually had seen it before. Okay. But at this point, I was like, I, just, I know this is going to be a good movie. I know it's a good movie, so I'm going to watch it. But I had forgotten kind of how it played right. out. And it's called Hidden. Now, there's a oh, that's a okay. common title. There's other movies called Hidden. This is the one with Alexander Skarsgård uh-huh. and Andrea Riseborough uh, from 2015. Okay. I, I, the, the description is great. A family takes refuge in a bomb shelter to avoid a dangerous outbreak. And just... That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. And 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 I'll be telling you right now, the word outbreak is very loose. Oh, interesting. This movie is not what you think. No. No. Okay. It all shall be revealed, but it is not. I I was like, I remember. I remember. We put it on, and I'm going like, I know I'd seen it before, and I remember going like enjoying Uh it. So I'm like, okay, like you know, I'll watch it. I was having you know relaxing evening or whatever. And I had, but I had forgotten exactly like what happened. Right. And when it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This is there's some like shit that's like as it appears. Okay. Um. So if you've never seen it, give it give it a watch. It's a uh, not a um, was not a big movie um 128 minutes or something like that it's 223 minutes i think it's i think it might be under an hour and a half okay um it's 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 a you're you know you're in in out out. yeah Yeah, you get in you get out type type situation doesn't need to be a second longer i we watched um Oh, I know what I watched. I'll tell you here in a second. But um, we watched one that was like, it was like 80 minutes and it was like, it was like 60 minutes too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, how could you screw that up? But I did watch um, The Sword and the Stone, the old Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And um, I didn't know a lot of those actors that did the voices, I think, were like people who were before my time. But there was one actor whose voice, and I say his name, I'm sure you're going to know. Yeah. It was Sebastian Cabot. Oh my god. I love that name. I always loved his name, yes. Sebastian Cabot. But yeah, Mr. French. Yes, from um Family Affair. Family Affair. That's I was gonna say all oh, my family. I'm like, no, that's not it. Family <laughs> Affair, yeah. All my family ha- oh, everyone in my all family my has family affairs. affair. Yeah. <laughs> all in the family affair. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Um it was uh Yeah. So um that that's a fun uh, it, it the story is like really kind of dumb but yeah. the um what's great is the animation it's like looking at a painting yeah and i recently watched a um youtube video on some of these classic cartoon people that just drew the background uh-huh and like this guy removed all the characters and yes stuff. and, and you're he like, was like wow this looks like how beautiful it was it was like looking yeah. at a painting you would see hanging in a uh-huh. museum you know, so it was like it was really interesting to watch that, and it, it just it was it was just it just was beautifully animated. It's really good. Um, so I watched that and yes. hidden. Um, so that was about it. I had a terrible hangover this week. What happened? I went to a networking event on Thursday oh, for boy. happy hour, yeah. and I know I was there. It was like the longest happy hour I ever went to. Really? I think I was there. It was supposed to be over at nine. I was pretty sure I was there till midnight. Wow. Um, it was at Park Social in South Park, and um, I I Ubered I Ubered yes he's, I, Ubered. He's, I wasn't yeah, he's yeah I wasn't doing that, um, but the um, you know we know it was it was a good time but and he had they, was everything was paid for okay advance, you know okay what I mean? so it was like I was you know and the guy and my buddy who was like 
putting it on, he was like, we need to spend money. Like, we have one way in excess. Like, so I started drinking oh. <laughs> top shelf stuff. Sure, why not? You know what I mean? Doubles. And um, they had great food. I got a little wee bite of something when I got in there. But then I was having so much fun, like, talking to people, yeah, yeah, joking yeah. around. I and, forgot to eat. And, yeah, <laughs> and then I did. I forgot to eat. Oh, no. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, wow. Man, the a good worst time. hangover on Friday. Oh, oh my boy. God. That's why I don't drink top shelf. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was definitely because I didn't eat. This happened yeah, the last time yeah. I got. The last time I had. Last time We're I getting ate, older. The last. Well, the last time I did that was a few years ago. Yeah, I went to a, and um, I was sick, I was sick. However, when I got home, I puked my guts out. Mm-hmm. I did not puke my guts out this time. That's good. And, no, it wasn't because I think that's why. I had oh, the oh, hangover. oh! I thought you had the, the party. Yeah, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's why I had the, the hangover because I didn't yeah. puke my I didn't puke my guts oh, out. No. I threw it all up. The, fir- the, the that first when it's happened time, a few, yeah. few years ago, and um, I was like, "This time your body's like, no, we're holding on to this." Yeah, and I'm telling you because it's top shelf. See you in the morning. Yeah, and it was, and I'm telling you, dude, oh, it sucked. Oh. Finally, I drank some vitamin water, and yeah. that started to kind of. Start. I was I on the internet looking at like, oh, what do I eat? What do I drink? Did this? How I got to do something about this? I'm losing my mind. Yep. It was yep. terrible. Oh, oh my god! And I man. wasn't right until Sunday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've had Thursday. I was better. I mean, Saturday was better, but I wasn't. Yeah. Good. What were you saying? I've had those in the past. Yeah. I've learned over the years to hydrate or especially eat. Eat. Yeah. If I'd ate and then had some water in between, but you know. Yeah. That's that's what that's why you would hang around the bunch of goddamn drunks. Yeah, Um, drunks. Um, I've been. Um, if you have never, if you're not familiar with the YouTube channel Cinemassacre, I highly recommend Ooh. it. It's probably one of the oldest YouTube channels, and um, oh, they're for the first large part of their history, they were all about movies. Uh-huh. And um, a few years ago, he came out and said, "I'm just, I can't. I'll talk about another movie. <laughs> um, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna be talking about video games." So he's been like a video game. Okay. For a while. Okay. And um, but they do have some celebrity cred. They're good friends with with Macaulay Culkin. He's been on. Oh, like, that's cool. Like that. um, oh, I have seen them then. But okay, he's yeah. uh, he does a um, uh, for for many years he did this uh, uh, monster review or monster vision or something around uh-huh. Halloween. And um, so recently, what he did was he took all his episodes that he'd done over like ten years, and he started compiling them into like long form things. And you can watch them back to back. And they go through like they always start like it's sometimes at the silent movie, yeah, through the you know of horror movies all the way up to you know. And um, it, it, his his analyses and reviews are very entertaining. He's got like a good, he's funny. It's, yep. it's 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 good to watch and show little clips from the films and they're very easy to digest. They're real short, but um, I was enjoying that as well as um, oh, I um, played the new Gibson Falcon amp. Where did you play that? At? Down at our good friends uh, guitar, guitar gallery. gallery. So I went into guitar gallery. I can't yeah. remember which night it was. I was just like, um, just wandered in there, and yeah. Barry comes up to me and gives me like a giant hug <laughs> brother brother you know and um it was we hadn't i haven't seen any of those guys since before the holiday so it was like happy right, new right, year, everybody yeah, you know while, yeah. so um he said you got to check this out and it was they had one of these new gibson gibson is making guitar amplifiers now and um they were made they made great guitar amplifiers like in the 50s yeah <clears throat> and then in i think in the 70s they had the lab series 
amplifiers, which oh, were yeah. solid state solid amplifiers. State. That some people loved them, some people didn't. But mm-hmm. um, they're back to making their thing. But it's because they own Mesa Boogie now. That yeah. So and this amp was designed by Randall Smith um, from Mesa Boogie. Mesa, Mesa Boogie's sort of um, fingerprints are all over this thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But um, it, it it was very cool. It's five watts, and okay. um, it was it had three knobs. Sure. Volume, tone, <laughs> and reverb. It had a nice it. reverb for a little. It's a, it's a ten inch, one wow. ten inch speaker, but the cabinet is deep. Okay. So it's like this. You could tell it was like, oh, there's a little engineering going. Like, yeah, thought yeah, yeah. about like how they made the cabinet, and um, um. So it added to the sound. It sounded like a lot bigger of an amp than it really was. Right. But it was what you're mainly to do with that amplifier is this. You turn the volume all the way up to like the sweet spot, which is close to 10. Uh-huh. Okay. Set the tone control according to what kind of pickup or pickups you have on your guitar. Right. Okay. And then just how much reverb you want. You sure. Know, that's it. That's it. And then you control Plug everything else from... Your, the volume on your guitar, yeah, yeah. And they handed me a Stratocaster. I never play a Stratocaster. You're like, uh. you know. And I was like, they're like, you got it. No, it sounds great. There's and they, it sounded great through a Stratocaster. You know, a Stratocaster bridge pickup can be very sometimes very piercing. You know, yes. there was something about the way it interacted with this amplifier that it was just beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, um, a, a really good music local musician came in. Uh, his name's his bass player's name's Pat Phillips, and he came in and he's like, you're playing a Strat. Very loudly through an amplifier <laughs> on the bridge pickup. Why is it? Why is it why not? Isn't it, yeah. Why is it not hurting my ears? You know, and so, but um, that's what this thing is designed to do. It's very cool. It's very vibey. Yeah, neat. You know, I sat and played for a really long time. There's kids taking guitar lessons upstairs. They came there like, oh my god, who was playing? That sounded so good. Um, <laughs> and um, so, and I and you know, he dropped the price, the whole thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. And he was like, yeah, Louie, I'm going to tell you, man. He says, you know, this happened to me one time. I was playing an amp, and I didn't buy it. I waited till they got another uh-huh. one in, and it didn't sound as good. And, oh, it just drove me. I'm like, Barry, like, whatever, dude. I love Typical you, brother. But, like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they did. I was getting a little bit of FOMO, fear of missing out. And I was getting, like, kind of like a little bit of, like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. what's that called? Um, gas or, like, um, yes. shiny objects. And, yes. You know what yes. I mean? Ooh, look at that. Yeah. And, um, but I resisted. <clears throat> and when Good I boy. came home and I plugged into my rig here, uh-huh. which I have several tube amps, and I have it all hooked into my computers and everything, and like I think it sounds fucking great. I love it. Yeah. Um, also, this is a combo amp, and that's hard to do what I'm doing here with going through the computer. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's really yeah, hard yeah. to do with a combo amp, especially one that's designed to be super vintage and uh-huh. not uh-huh. a whole lot. There's, there's no effects loops nope. or anything like no, that. It's, nothing. it's very, you know, just, you know. Oh, it does have a... Um, Two inputs. I only tried the one input, so maybe the other input sounds different. And um, it does have a low and high power. Oh, okay. It does have a low and high power. When you put it on the low thing, of course, like it gives you like you crank it the whole way. You get that sag. It's very cool, you know. Um, But I'm like, I can pretty much do everything I want like right Mm -hmm. now. So like, I saved myself thirteen hundred, four thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, Yeah. but it's it sounds. It sounds great, you know. It's 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 hand wired. Okay. Do you know? Do you follow Robert Jackson on YouTube? I do not. He he's done this a couple of times. You know, five myths that guitar players like to, to believe, Probably. or five lies <laughs> guitar players <laughs> yeah. tell themselves, or whatever. And he he just did another one of those where he, one of the things he's talked about was 
hand wired. <laughs> and like how so many guitar players have it in their head that that's like so much better. The What's better about this? I've had techs more than one explain this to me. Uh-huh. It's not that it's better. Yeah. What it is is like if something breaks going in to fix it is a lot easier, easier yeah, if it's, it's hand wired there's just like it's just like okay this resistor's soldered to this capacitor I'll take that up and then if it's all put on an integrated circuit right, board it's very hard it's to difficult to pull find, those yeah. things out sometimes they're not sometimes you break the board you uh-huh. know taking trying to take something off you know like it's it's yep. more of a headache to work on it's not that it can't be done yeah, you know what I mean. Good, good tech can do it, but it's just you know it's it, it's it's a it's not as easy to do. Um, anyways, the Gibson Falcon. It's called the Falcon Five. Um, go try one out. Maybe you'll maybe you'll want to buy six of them. You know, I don't think it's. <laughs> I, it was very cool. It filled the whole room with sound. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if a bass player and a drummer started playing, it, would, it, would, it would get lost. It would yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds great though. It's very super super vibey. Super vibey. Um, and uh, the last thing I want to mention is, um, do you have you heard of Iconic Guitars, Mr. Pittsburgh? I believe so. Um, Iconic Guitars is a company out of California that makes these um, absolute stunning oh instruments. Um, and um, they're they're making guitars in like three Zs and four Zs. You know what I mean? They're not making like they're not like a big production. Oh yeah, okay. Turning out, you saying. know, hundreds yeah, yeah, of yeah. guitars. You know what I mean? You call them up. Like they have this one here that I think looks really sweet. It's called the Carlsbad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you I call oh, up and say, cool. "Hey, could you make me a Carlsbad?" You know what I mean? And so they're gonna tell me, you know, what, you know, what do you want? There's some options I can pick. Blah 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 yep. blah blah. Yep. Colors, la la la. And they're like, "Okay, you know, we'll see you in about six months." <laughs> I mean, it's that kind of thing, yeah. you know. And it's super attention to detail. I mean, like, you know, stuff like, yeah. you know, hey Clark. Yeah. Clark, get something for yourself and make it, make it real nice. Make it exactly, exactly. And um, <laughs> listen to me. Yes. So this 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 guy has his company. He built this company with love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, and him and his employees are all really tight. Yeah. And everything, but okay. So this, yeah. is, this is their main gig. This is like the main thing they were doing. Right. However. Somebody, you know, other companies come to them uh-huh. with money and say, can you make 500 of these for us real quick? Because, real quick. Because we, not not their guitars, but right. some guitar, some company. Oh, he, these okay. Are, and these, and all, most of, all of them with the exception of one company. Yeah. Keep this a secret. They're not allowed to say, yeah. you know, but it isn't, they, that isn't. That big of their business, they do some of that as a kind of mm-hmm. makes it nice to have that extra work right, or right, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? They, it's stuff these guys, their guys are all really good at. They can make uh-huh. cars get, compared to their regular guitars. They can make these guitars pretty quick and still make them really sure, good, etc. Sure. Um, so a but uh, recently they had BC Rich come into the picture and wave a oh. lot of money. Okay, a lot of money, and 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 they were not secret about it they were like you know we want you yes. and here's what happened uh if you guys remember there's a television show i don't know if it's still on netflix but it was very popular called stranger things mm-hmm. and i believe in the fourth season uh finale or t- somewhere in there uh the somebody one of the kids rips off a metallica thing okay and he's playing a warlock okay and with the crackle sure and, I like that guitar now. And, right. Yep. And so BC Rich 
started was got all immediately started getting requests from, and they were anticipating doing a lot of business on this. Okay, and um, so they were looking for somebody to make their guitars because uh-huh. they couldn't make all these guitars. So they contacted Iconic Guitar mm-hmm. uh, back, I believe, it, in 2020. Maybe, okay. maybe at first the guy couldn't do it, but then a few months later, his things opened up. He called them back and said, "You still is offer still open?" Said, "Absolutely." Right. So yeah, so they but BC Rich told him like, "Look, man, if you're going to do this, you're going to need a bigger place." And you're going to need to stock a bunch of inventory. Like you're going to need to call these people and order a bunch of bridges and a bunch of tuners and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we're sending you like it was a big order. Yeah, it was a really big order. They were they were there. They put in a really big order for like a lot of guitars way beyond what their typical capacity was. But the money was the, the money was good. Sure. And. Iconic guitars. Again, you're a small business. I mean, it's like I have a I have an auto business. Somebody comes in and says, you know, you're gonna fix, you know, 500 of my trucks. Right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be <clears> like, <throat> yeah. I I say I jump. F- when you say jump, I say how high on the way up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like you know, like right, right. you know, yeah, you know, we're that's what we're here to do, and um, hired additional staff and the whole thing. Uh huh. Um, they get all set up to buy the stock. They, they, they. He either remodeled his space or uh-huh. he moved into a bigger space. I can't okay. remember which one it was. And uh, they got rolling, and then BC Rich turned off the money. Oh, and um, apparently BC Rich had a bad reputation. <laughs> this is why they went to Iconic Guitars because nobody, nobody else, else would work with them. <laughs> and um, this poor guy. He has a YouTube video. You can go and watch it if you want. You know, he's, it, it's, I, I, because I'm a small business owner, like my heart really went out to him. So I watched yep. the whole thing. This yep. may not appeal to the, the whole mass audiences out there, but this guy tells the story of what happened and he gets very emotional and he, mm. and he's like, you don't understand. He's like, he says, we don't have a kind of, you know, uh, uh, management employee kind of relationships here. Like uh-huh. everybody's just so into what they're doing. Like we're just all kind of just working together and enjoying. It. Like we we hang out here when we're done and just play guitar for hours nice. with each other. You know, we go to concerts together. Like it's like these 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 folks are like my family. And he says I had to come in and lay everybody off today. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, so you know it's it, you know. I would tell you they are still it's not true if you've heard that they are closing. They're not closing, they're not closed. Um, but he's got to he's got to stop he's trying to stop the bleeding. Mm. And you know, he, and he's assured everybody who has orders right. for guitars, their their guitars yeah. are actually nearly <laughs> done because they have actually while this is this struggle was going on and BC Rich turned off the money, they were like, Okay, well, while we're waiting, we might as well make let, our let's, let's let's yeah. start making our own guitars. Yeah. Um, so the, the, uh, he assures everybody that if you have a guitar that was ordered, um, it's, it's coming. It's Chill, coming. you're gonna yeah. be all right. You're gonna be all right. Um, but but and he's like, this isn't the end of the company. We're gonna, you know, I'm gonna put this back together. But I just needed, wow. I just need time to like get this because what's because what happens is so. So he bought all these parts and everything. Right. How much of it can I send back? Right, you know what I mean. You know, so, you know there was probably there may have been like a deposit, and then he just had to. Then he the rest was on a credit. You know? Right, it could, I mean, it could, uh-huh. this shit could fuck you up. So, um, 
you know, he's going to, this, you can tell this guy's wildly passionate. He built this, this one of those guy stories, you know, great American dream, built his own business, you know, and, and everything like that. He's not, you know, they're going to do this, but, you know, I just thought it was an interesting, um, uh, in, in, interesting, interesting story. Kind of story but these yeah, guitars yeah. Are, are stunning. I really like this one called La Playa. La, La Playa. La Playa. I think these guitars range <clears throat> from about 2500 to 5000 Wow. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you about, but that is, you got to admit, that's a really cool looking. That's a really, that's nice really guitar. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, these are all. I mean, the tension. Gibson isn't giving the, any of their guitars this There's kind of much, attention yeah, to detail. Yeah. I, the, I'm not in the market, nor would I. Uh, for, I can't understand where I would, the mindset I would have to have right, to, to buy a five thousand dollar guitar. Yeah. How? I mean, look at that. Look at all the look at all the attention mm-hmm, to detail, mm-hmm. and like it has the belly. This is a Les Paul type guitar we're looking yeah. at, and it's got the belly carve as uh-huh, well. So it's just uh-huh. like designed to like fit you like a glove, you yes. know. Um, but. Um, I don't. I'm. I would. I wouldn't. Ta- I wouldn't take this to a gig. No, you'd be afraid to. Yeah. Um. What was say? Say just. Say you were in a good position. Uh huh. This sounds terrible. Right, let me let me rewind that. You mean if I had some money? Like you had enough to say you you could buy that. Right. Guitar, okay. But would you? No. That's how and I, I think it's just because of my my history with guitars and buying high end guitars and then, you know, losing end up losing money on them and I'm like, no, there's no guitar that's really worth five thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, not when I can get the same enjoyment out of my three hundred dollar Epiphone, right? Or or two ninety nine Squire, you know? Look at me, I'm thinking young now. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, it's um. Uh, and that's fine if you're if you're into that, but I I just um, and it's not that it's I I'm I trying to think about like the, there is the practicality of it. I just be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I don't. Know. I mean, they're beautiful guitars. And, I mean, that's a beautiful guitar. Yeah, there's a massive, there's insane yeah. attention to detail. Yeah, insane attention to detail. Um, Five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, right now, uh, so so like five five grand, like that's like, I, I just wouldn't do it. It just doesn't, you know. No. I don't know. I don't know. May, I, maybe maybe five grand in a few years won't seem like that much money. I don't know. Yeah, but right now, that seems that that's that's like you know, uh, whenever you do, um, whenever we watch Five White World, uh-huh. um, when they were they would talk about a guitar, they would show the price at which it came out, uh, it was when it came out, right, and then they would show adjusted for inflation. Uh-huh. And you know how many of them are kind of close to what they actually are selling them for? Oh, exactly. Like the Les Pauls were like they came out at like what you know. Th- Two hundred ninety nine dollars or something like right. that, and that equal in today's market that comes up to like twenty seven hundred dollars. Well, yeah. that's about well, that's what, what they call. Yeah, that's what they cost now. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, the, what you're paying for with these guitars is the more like attention to detail. The mm-hmm. you know the uh, Phil Mc, Phil McKnight says the touches. Yeah, how many touches yeah. of you know is way less of it is put together on, by machine. Yeah, by machine. Yeah. But um, 
So, anyways, guys, if you're in the market for something like that, you're the kind of you're listening to this, you're the kind of person. I would invite you to check out their website, iconicguitars.com. Yeah, check it out anyway. And um, the you know even even if you're just a guitar aficionado, you can't help but be like really impressed with these guitars. They're really yeah, they're really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're 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 really nice. Um, I think like. I think they make like a telly with one pickup or something. It's like twenty seven hundred or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's like that's their cheap online. But that just really nice. Um, before we before we get on before we play um, do new and notable real quick. Yes. Um, I saw um, on Reverb uh-huh. two guitars that were total head scratchers. Um, oh. One was a Mike Lipa L I L I P E. Um, what they call a super strat okay. and it was um yeah okay it had the kind of flamey Gibson-y sure. kind of looking okay. top yeah and it wasn't yeah it was yeah and it had binding all right then. Okay? okay but it was still a bolt on yeah it was still like a a um not the word you know uh, it, it was still a, uh, uh, a what they call parts caster <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yes they did some cool things with the pickups and you know but you know they want they want you know, fifteen hundred dollars for that guitar, or something like that. It's from eighty six or something. A lot of people think be, just because it's from the eighties, right, that's like that definitely. You, yeah, exactly. No. Um, no, but listen to this. Yes. There's one. There's another guitar on there, and um, this guitar is a Telecaster. Yes, a Telecaster. You said that is mm-hmm. done to have that sort of. Um, Les Paul kind of thing going on. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And we're talking humbuckers here. Yeah, that's yes, what. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can find. I think that I added it to my. Okay. Well, here's the Mike Lipa Strat. Okay. Okay. You see what that is? Yeah. Oh, of course. The other one, I don't think I oh, I added. Five sickles. Well, it might be one that I recently viewed. Let me let me take a quick look at this. For some reason. <laughs> You remember polytone amps? Of course. Uh, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm looking at polytone amps. What, okay, here it is. What's okay. wrong with you? Okay. Holy Grail T-Style. Okay. Okay. It's cool. It's a Telecaster it's cool. with humbuckers. It's, 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 yeah. it's kind of like my Telecaster with exactly. humbuckers, right? Yes. Look, what is that? What is that? That's a bolt-on neck. That's a bolt-on neck. That's a bolt-on neck. Okay. Okay. Hey, Would okay, you spend okay, okay. $11,000 for a guitar <clears throat> with a bolt-on fucking neck? Okay. okay. No. Yeah. It's not even like, you know, no. it's not like, oh, this is owned by Eric Clapton or, or you know what I mean? Like yeah, sometimes that adds, yeah. yeah. You know whose um, entire collection's on, not entire, but a bunch of his stuff's on, Brad Whitford. Oh, really? stuff on Reverb right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got freaking lockers full of yeah, stuff. He yeah, yeah. He doesn't even, yeah, yeah, yeah remember so like, getting or. Yeah, so it's like, I'm going to keep it, that makes yeah. no sense. Um, That's crazy. His, like, you know, grandkids through college right. with this stuff. I know every single guitar I own right now, trust me. The, but I'm, the, the the thing is very, <laughs> the, the the ad for it is very hypey. Yeah. Um, And tr- trying to make you, like, think about, th- think stuff dollars. that's, you know, that it's great, that's not all that great, that's kind of, yeah. Um. But it is a uh, oh. it's a stupid bolt on high yeah. end guitar as well as only only one in the world. Oh but, wow! Uh, right, well, mo- every we, guitar is one in the world. Well, that but I mean, there's like, no other I, Telecaster I, I, exactly like the one you have on right now. I, you know, there's hmm. I, I don't know, not like I don't even like what they did with the pickups. Yeah, that's that. This is I don't know. Like hmm. it doesn't have a nice. And then they put this thing on mm-hmm. there. Yes, and, because. I don't know why. 
Look, Why I don't, don't they put like a nice like wrap tailpiece like like my um a, th- that's on my Paul Reed Smith my my, just, my McCarty? Look, I just, no, I just, uh, they just you know they put one of those like I don't know like Wilk. I mean, th- I'm sure that's a great bridge. It's a Wilkinson bridge or something like that. I just, oh, I know why they wanted to do it. Yes. What's that hole for, you think? A tram. A tramolo. Oh, my God. It's got to have a it whammy is. bar. Oh, Lordy. And you s- look, yes, that's a sunburst top. That is not a f- flame top. Yeah, no. I mean, that's a pl- yeah, there's wood under there. You can see some grain. Sure, but, but it's yeah, not, like, uh, that's not like, flamey. Yeah, I mean, look, I just don't want it to affect your performance tonight. <laughs> Am I getting that upset? <laughs> no, it's just funny. I thought I must be sounding really <laughs> radical, but it, yeah. that nickname! And, and it's a no-name guitar. It's not yeah. like uh, anything. Yeah, is there even anything on the headstock? Have you watched the guy on YouTube that uh, goes over bullshit? Yeah, there's reverb? not even anything on the headstock. Oh, it's got God. like one of those roasted curly uh, so neck, what? Ma- maple necks. What? I know, I know, I know. And and maybe that is maybe you know. If it was made by or, um, iconic guitar, iconic, or something like you would that. know. Maybe that's a five thousand dollar guitar, yeah, or something yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, no, come on, continue. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mister yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was saying. There's a guy on YouTube. Oh, have you seen the guy on YouTube that uh, reviews bullshit uh, reverb? Uh, there's a couple of those them. are yeah. funny. Those, those are, are funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll go on Marketplace or I'll go on our local Craigslist, and I'm like, are these people high? Yeah, those guitars aren't going to move. I know how many guitars that like I've got. Oh, the owner of such and such has sent you a special offer. I'm like, I ain't buying that. No. You know what I mean? No. And then it would say it was sold. Uh-huh. And then a couple, sometimes a couple weeks, sometimes a couple oh, months later, yes. such and such guitar that you were watching is back on. It's back know? on, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. about 30% less. I think that looks great. That's pretty. That's an, th- yeah. These Nags, Nags is a company that is a branch off from Paul Reed Smith. This guy works oh, for okay. Paul Reed Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I yeah, think that's, that's nice. a really Very beautiful nice. guitar. But anyways, um, so, uh, so uh, some new music, Mary Coulda. Yes. Now, I know this is the, uh, normally it's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, but every now and again I'll come up, uh, I'll find an artist that maybe isn't rock and roll. She's a little more country, and I'm a I'm little, a little bit, bit rock country. and roll. Yeah. But I thought the subject matter of the song was kind of cool, and I think her singing is really good, and even though it's kind of kind of country-y, I really like country. this song. It's, uh, yeah. That, look, it says E. Country. So this is a young lady. I actually discovered her on uh, TikTok. On the TikTok, is this old people? Did you call hear it? that? Did you hear that, young yeah, lady? You've been discovered. You have been discovered. You've been discovered. This is Mary Cutter with Devil. Good. Yeah, it's cool. really good. It's excellent. Yeah, I like that. It's excellent, but it has auto tune. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, I thought it. I, I, I sound. I, I guess I was just shocked to hear it think, in yeah. this kind of song that is like out of down home or right. real organic kind of feel. So that yes. kind of like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, please, I did not mean like any. You didn't like my pick this. Yeah, no, and I would feel embarrassed because. It, us being a small podcast, if I've ever have a you know that that you know what I mean. 
Yeah. Somebody hears something and says, that, that, oh, man, oh, don't go on the Ludini show. Yeah, yeah. He thinks you suck. Like, I, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> we can have, come on, we'll have a talk about autotune. Yeah. And tell me I'm wrong. I would love to. I would love to say, "Wow, then, bitch, you're doing some very yes. cool shit with your voice." Because sure. that's like, that's some sick shit. This is a young lady I got to see. I think in 2009, um, at uh, um, yes, Rock the Block. No, uh, maybe 2009, 2000. No, it um, uh, Mr. Small's uh, Fun House. Oh, okay. And um, Grace Potter. Hey, you guys, remember Grace Potter? She's, yes. Yes. This is her latest thing. Came out a couple months ago. Ready, set, go. It has a little wee bit of a build up here. On the pe- this is a that swell there. That's uh-huh. that's a pedal steel guitar doing that. Song by Billy Preston. I thought that was what I was going to start with. That's a, <laughs> it does sound like dun, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 I'll start that over. But every time she does that, I'm th- I think of that song by uh-huh. um, Billy. By Billy. Billy. <clears throat> Her drummer has a great vibe. Uh huh. Check it out. We put yeah, links cool. in um, in the uh, in the show notes for you guys to check uh, to check out Grace. Grace, Grace, she Harry's died. She died, died years, years ago. ago. Grace Potter. That's Harry's sister, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, go to uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Yeah, and that way you can find out when we do what we're doing right now because a bunch of y'all got to hang out. Hello, yeah. Lynette. From Lynch Tennessee. Taylor from Tennessee. Nice. T for Texas. T for Tennessee, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, thank you so much for everybody. Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, Mark Berry, uh, Barb Hilajewski, all you guys, uh, Lynette, for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to get the heck out of here. Uh, but go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com uh, to find out more information about what we have going on, mm-hmm, including mm-hmm. merchandise. And those of you that are listening on Rock Rage Radio, you, you want, want to hang out with us you can get the information there you'll be able to go to our private Facebook group from there and find out when we're doing these things and we'll send you invites and you can ha- come and hang out yes the more the merrier yeah uh, we are looking for a drummer, drummer. Uh, we, we're ready to turn this into a band so um, we want to start playing some live music on the show mm-hmm. so we so spread the word if you know anybody wants to play uh, somebody in the room though so if you're yeah, Lynette, yeah, you're in Tennessee. <laughs> like, they can't get anybody from Tennessee. We gotta have somebody here in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Uh, so um, let us know. Let us know about that. Rock. I did mention Rock Rage Radio. Go yeah, to RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app. 
I know that we get a lot of uh, our, a lot of folks on Rock Rage that listen to us there, so we do appreciate yes, the Rock, you, Ra- Rock Rage family. Thank you, thank you I've been having much. a lot of fun in the on the Rock Rage page and in the Rock Rage uh, groups. Um, yes. We, uh, um, t- discussing things with you guys. Um, there's been some really interesting um, discussions over the uh, in the, in the in the past couple of weeks about music. Uh, some folks continue to you know post things Your like band and, sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, Led Zeppelin oh, sucks. Oh. I dare you to tell me any different stuff like that. Okay, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it's like you know. Okay, you win. Sure. You win. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, they suck. Whatever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> But um, I, I, I felt bad. A, a, a young man um, posted something about Johnny Marr, uh-huh. the guitarist for the Smiths. Sure. <clears throat> Johnny Marr is an amazing guitar player. You know, in, in, the, in the tradition of somebody like Peter Buck from R.E.M. Yeah, yeah. or Edge from U2 sure. or one of those, one of those, uh, one of those type of, He's not Ingve. No. And so somebody had posted something about Johnny Marr when he was, some interview with him from 1990, whatever, when they were oh, first brother. breaking. Yeah. And he made some kind of like snide comment against Shred. Sure. You know what I mean? And, you know, so a bunch of people ganged up on him in the, ganged up, you know, on Johnny, were ganging up on Johnny Marr in the comments. And I just said, listen. <laughs> said, listen here. Like, you know, you got to understand, like, his band's trying to break in just as we've had about 10 years of these shred guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's got some bravado. He's a, and he's a punk. Right. So he's like, got, you know what I mean? He's young. Dude, he's young, dumb, and full of cum. Like, oh. there's some testosterone flying oh. around in there. You know, you know what I mean? He's like, he's got some shit about him. You know, he can't just lay Ooh. down and take it. He's got to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was something that he said 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> Sing it down. You know, now. it's like, relax. And I, one of the things I think is so amazing about the era we live in is like there are so many different guitarists and guitar styles and guitar genres that are like coexisting mm-hmm. right now yeah. you know what i mean there's like there's so much amazing um guitar work that all kind of like is right alongside of each other and a lot of the uh, channels and stuff that i follow these guys love they, they love everything. I, I like. Uh, um, I've been following Guthrie Trap and uh, Brett Pappas uh, channels, and these guys are Nashville cats. They're they do all the chicken picking and everything. Mm-hmm. They freaking love Van Halen and Joe Satriani, yeah, and like yeah. you know, they're all about all that. So they're not like you know, you know, you know. It, 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 there's a culture for the most part, but there were some guys that got in on this thing here and were really hard on uh, Johnny Marr and one of them was a guy from Pittsburgh who really ganged up on another guy and I really felt bad this this guy was acting very uh, he was acting very petty as if he had some personal vendetta it's like stake in the whole thing you know what I mean he like went off he went off saying you know yeah well I've been in bands for years and you don't know what you're talking about and this and that like as if you know just really belittling this guy. This guy's like, I don't understand why you're being so I just, mean. I, just, just I like Johnny Mara. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, you know. So um, don't do that. 
So, don't so they're, be a they're dick. so yeah, don't don't be that guy. But yeah. come into you know these groups are a lot of fun, and um, you know, and, and a lot of times I I get reminded of something I haven't listened to in a long time, exactly, or something like that. So it's, sure. so it's very fun. So, all right, guys. Um, so rockrageradio.com, Download the free app, mm-hmm. as well as don't don't forget to check out Chris Underwolf Dots and Wolf's Customs for great uh, artwork on your musical instruments, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Um, next week we'll be back with something not Rush. No, we have, no, no, we're not going to rush. We don't no, do rush. We don't want to OD this on is rush. A, um, this series we're, we've been doing is just kind of like maybe once a month, maybe month, once month, every six yeah. weeks, something like that. You know, just you know, Pick we don't want to do you know do it all all the time. But my sort of feeling is or is to like have a little like. I don't know, catalog of these Rush podcasts. Sure. That, you know what I mean? That kind of like get us in with the sort of Rush crowd. Sure. I'm, I, are you a member of the Rush group on uh, in, on Facebook? I'm, the, yeah, the, probably. The, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a Rush group on there. You know, I'd like at some point to kind of say, you guys mind if I like tell you about a yeah, cool yeah. podcast? I'd yeah. like to, you know, get, in any case, so that's just something we're doing. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Next week, we're going to have a super fun podcast. If anybody's super fun, happy time podcast, it, it, um, please keep Lily in your thoughts and yes. prayers. Um, she's dealing with a, a, a serious personal uh, fam- serious. Uh, she's done with a, fa- a family illness. Yeah. And um, so if you see her, you know, give her an extra smile, extra hug. Say hey. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we're going to catch all y'all on the next. <laughs> this is this time. Your computer is so slow. It's breaking up the flow of things. I know. It's yeah. There's that was going to be real smooth and real sexy. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, but guess what? No. I know. All right. This is why we can't have nice things. There we go. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll catch you all (laughs) on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya!